Okay, let's do this. Greetings, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to Viral Transmissions, episode number 29, uh, entitled The Biggest Mask I've Ever Seen, uh, for multiple reasons, which will become obvious later. Uh, I'm Joe Fuldrum. Joining me as usual is Dr. Rob Tarswell. Viral Transmissions is supported in part by the BC Humanist Association. You can learn more about them at bchumanist.ca. So uh, normally we do, we have, we've actually got a format for the show that we do, but today our news is way too big. So, uh, well, we'll start with the numbers. Let's, we're still going to do the numbers, but after that, right. this is a special focus topic, which we just kind of decided we have some news we'll save for next week and we will get to it. But anyway, I think it's pretty obvious what that news is going to be. We <laughs> let's, let's do the numbers. Let's do the numbers. We got to get, we got to get past these fucking numbers first. Okay, right. let her rip. So, uh, world cases of COVID-19, uh, 35 million cases. That is up 2.1 million from last week when we mentioned this. Uh, the big news wow. for the world So 300,000 a day. Yeah. For those counting at home. Almost, 300, yeah. Cases All, a yeah. Yeah, or you're right. No, 300, exactly. 300 times yeah. 7. Yeah, 2.1. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 300. So that's that's a, that's 109 11s a day. Yeah. Because 911 was 3,000, right? That's right. 100 911s yep. a day, but it's all a hoax. Uh, well, this 911s is deaths. I'm sorry. This is cases. So the deaths total is 1 million, which is 45,000, which is. Which 45, is, yeah. That's, fi that's 15 911s. Uh, so that's, that's basically two 911s a day. 11,000 Benghazis. 11,000 Benghazis a, a day. Or no, sorry, a week. A week. Yeah, a week. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, uh, I, hate 6, these, I hate these death measurements that we're doing. Six, yeah, 6,000 6, plus deaths a day. God. USA, turning to North America. Yeah, turning to North America. USA is at 7.6 million cases, which is up half a million cases. They are now at 214,000 deaths. That is 10,000 deaths more than last week. So we're now tracking on a rate of 1 million cases in two weeks. So Yeah. Woo! Yeah, it's bad. It's bad, people. For those counting, for those counting at home, that's fast. That's, that's fast. fast. That's exponential growth. That's bad news. Uh, Canada Welcome itself, to the second wave. Where we're from, 166,000 cases. That's 100, or sorry, that's 18,000 more than last week. Uh, still yeah. still not great. I, again, I like to compare. Can USA is basically 10 times the size of Canada, roughly. So if you multiply 18,000 by 10, you get 180,000, whereas the USA is at, is at half a million, more than twice as much. So the USA is so, just doing yeah. much, much worse, but I still think we So can what Joe is saying is if you compare yourself to the worst outbreak in the yeah. world, we're looking pretty good. I Well, my, no, my feeling is, is like oh, we're only slightly less than half. Like we should be way less. Than, like, come on, pull yeah. it together. That's really how Canada, I feel. Uh, I, I don't think is at risk. I don't think that only eighteen thousand is not good. I think that we are on an upswing, and I think that Canada needs yeah. to fucking get their shit together. Oh uh, yeah, we could turn a bad corner. We yeah. could turn a bad corner, and we probably only have about a week or two to not turn the bad corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, deaths in Canada nine thousand four hundred eighty-one. That is a hundred and thirty-nine more deaths. So. 20 a day. Uh, not good. Not good. So before we get into the news, I do want to play. Uh, we have a uh, trailer for a documentary, which would have been just a fun little thing to kind of do. 
uh, and mention and go into some detail for. But all we're going to do really is uh, play this documentary trailer and then go straight into our news without talking about this. Uh, Happens with totally prepared. because uh, God, the news is kind of related the to CDC this. The CDC has identified a case of coronavirus in Washington State. The words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all, and it's uh, going to be just fine. Whatever happens, we're totally prepared. We, the scientists, knew what to do for the pandemic response. The plan was in front of us, but leadership would not do it. It is time to lay our careers on the line and push back. It's clear the United States did not perform to the best of its ability with the coronavirus. What went wrong for us? The truth is that political leaders caused avoidable death and destruction. The scientists sounded the alarm every day. The U.S. government was doing nothing. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. It'll be wonderful. It'll be a gift from heaven. It's complete bullshit. He has no idea what he's talking about. I decided to break protocol and alert Americans. A key government scientist was removed because he wouldn't climb on the president's bandwagon. They started to blame other people, and it was frightening. There was real fear of retribution, and we were watching the number of deaths in the U.S. tick higher and higher. Do you take responsibility? No, I don't take responsibility at all. We've never had a failure like this. The truth is finally coming out. There's so much to expose. We have it totally under control. So, Joe, do we have it totally under control? Well, uh, so news of the week. So that that man who claimed uh, we totally have it under control uh, tweeted on. Uh, <laughs> well, let's let's load up the tweet here. Friday morning at one a.m. Yeah, the tweet heard around the world. Actually, it was uh, October first, uh, nine fifty-four p.m. is when he tweeted it. In his time zone, yeah, so, or our time zone. Uh, I, I think it's yeah, during I, our time zone, so this would be that would be Thursday. Yeah, 10, so one, yeah, sorry, one a.m. at the White House. Uh, Out come the oh, tweet yes. heard around the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, tonight at Flotus and I tested positive for COVID nineteen. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this. All caps together! Exclamation point. As Donald together. J. Trump, forty fifth president of the United States. Man, uh, most responsible for America's absolute inability to respond to the coronavirus event in a calm and rational manner is now infected with coronavirus. Yes. There and is some justice in the world. Uh, well, except, of course, um, he's not infected alone. Uh, yeah. so, there's, there's, so there's a number so, of issues, right? So the, the confirmation from him comes at 1 a.m. Friday morning. And then the question is, all right, when was he infected? Um, The story, as we now know, I mean, it's Sunday night, um, Friday during the day. You know, there there are different accounts of this. There are contradictory accounts. Official accounts are contradicting themselves. And off-the-record accounts, unofficial accounts, are also contradicting themselves. 
But we know this. Friday afternoon, he was transferred to the Walter Reed uh, Hospital, uh, which is uh, a military, a U.S. military hospital where presidents get treated where they have their annual checkups. So it treats treats veterans and the president. Mm-hmm. And we um, we know or we've been told that at the White House, um, the president experienced cough, fever, shortness of breath, and was put on supplemental oxygen. Also put on an antibody product that's brand new. And when I say new, I mean still in scientific research. It's, it's still in phase three trials, meaning we don't know yet if this works. We're trying to figure that out. Um, but he was given a dose of that from a company called Regeneron. Uh, it's kind of getting mixed up sometimes with Remdesivir. Uh, Remdesivir is from Gilead. Uh, Regeneron has made this this product, which doesn't really it you know it has a long scientific name yet, but it doesn't have a trade name. Mm-hmm. At least I don't know what the trade name is. It's just basically it's a mix of uh, antibodies that um, kind of mop up the virus and prevent it from infecting cells by sort of sticking to the spike protein so the spike protein can't, boom, land mm. in, uh, into uh, an ACE receptor. Right. So it kind of gums up the key so the key can't get in the lock. Right, yeah. Um, and then we uh, there was video Friday afternoon of Trump walking out to Marine One and being flown to the Walter Reed Medical Center. And what's come out... Uh, this morning, and this is this is part of the the so that's officially what happened. Now the back channel suggests that Trump was really strongly resisting going to the hospital, but he was getting sicker as the day was progressing. So, but at the time around when he was transported to the hospital, or immediately beforehand, he'd had fever, shortness of breath. And palpitations, which means that he can physically feel his heart beating in his chest. So a suggestion that he probably had a high heart rate. And at one point, a doctor on his medical staff says to him, all right, you can either go to Walter Reed now while you can walk, or you can be seen getting wheeled out to Marine One in a wheelchair or, God forbid, on a stretcher. Your choice. But if you end up in, if you can't walk, you are going to the hospital regardless of your wishes. So he chose to do the, the strongman walk down to Marine One and gets transported off to uh, Walter Reed Medical Center. And almost immediately, the misinformation, misinformation, disinformation parade mm-hmm. begins. So there's a medical briefing Saturday morning from his physician, uh, Dr. Conley, who... Uh, tells everybody who's who's sending letters and also having these morning briefings. And one of the things that was sort of interesting at the first morning briefing that caught the attention of all the reporters in the audience is the president is not on oxygen at present. So, of course, one of the questions was, well, has he been on oxygen? Well, he hasn't. He's not on oxygen at present. Okay. (laughs) Um, Has he been on oxygen? Well, the president was not on oxygen yesterday nor uh, since he's been in our care. Again, so leaving open this kind of gap of like what, what what's actually going on. 
And, you know, the, the, the unofficial, the back channel leak is that he was on oxygen at the White House. Uh, he was on oxygen at Walter Reed. And um, one thing that's pretty interesting is, and I don't know if I sent you this video, but there's this moment where the chief of staff of the White House, Mark Meadows, on Saturday morning, comes out and says to a bunch of reporters, while there's a camera on him, while there's a microphone on him, can you all get off the camera, get off the feed, please? There's some information that I would like to discuss with you. And not long after that, suddenly it's getting tweeted out that uh, a high-placed source from the White House uh, confirms that the president had um, unstable vital signs in the last 24 hours. So I'll, uh, the, these, these dots are very close together, who that source might have been. And later in the day, we found out that the president uh, actually got quite furious with Mark Meadows, leading to him releasing a, about a four-minute video yesterday from Walter Reed Hospital. And Joe can cue that okay. up and sort of just give you a flavor of that video, because it's, it's fun, and it's got a controversy surrounding it that we'll talk about in, uh, after we've had a look at it. Uh, so this is the first one that we've got in the list, Rob? The it's, uh, let me just list. Uh, the, that's the shortcut. So the, the, oh, you, you want, want the, do you want the longer this, one? This is the one. Yeah, yeah this okay, is the one. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. All right. So let's share my screen. Let's get that there. Here's the nurses, everybody at Walter Reed Medical Center. I think it's the finest in the world for the incredible job they've been doing. Uh, I came here, wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back because we still have to make America great again. We've done an awfully good job of that, but we still have steps to go and we have to finish that job. And I'll be hate, back. I think I'll be back soon. I hate watching this. And guy. I look forward to finishing up the campaign the way it was started and the way we've been doing and the kind of numbers that we've been doing. We've been so proud of it. But this was something that happened, and it's happened to millions of people all over the world. And I'm fighting for them, not just in the U.S., I'm fighting for them all over the world. We're going to beat this coronavirus or whatever you want to call it, and we're going to beat it soundly. So many things have happened. If you look at the therapeutics, which I'm taking right now, okay, stop it some there. of them. So, yeah. So there's now. So um, the first thing that, you know, when I'm looking at this and I'm trying to, you know, putting a put a medical eye on it, uh, the, the, the thing I'm trying to figure out is, OK, what's his respiratory status? Because if you're short of breath, it's very difficult to speak in full sentences. Mm -hmm. uh, it's difficult to not gasp and so forth. And what I see this. He looks relatively comfortable. You know, his breathing rate's not that high. Mm -hmm. His inhalation's a little bit noisy. It's not that it bad. It always kind of has been, though. Like, he's always had it always a kind of has been. kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. He kind of has this quality when he yeah. breathes in. And that's present here as well. But, yeah. um, and he's not he's not coughing. He's, he's able to speak full sentences. The sentences don't make much sense, but they're not any better or worse than they are at any other time so we would describe that as cognitively being at baseline and the thing that's really interesting that kind of caught the attention of a lot of observers happens at around 105 and uh, there's a shorter video that zooms in on that that you might want to pull up here well i can just here show here on our list. just or watch, you can, you know, watch his shrug here 
you look at after he says the word therapeutics which right there yeah so just roll it back play it so play that a few times therapeutics which i'm taking right now if you look at the therapeutics which if you look at the therapeutics which if you look at the therapeutics which I, I so, don't know, but yeah. So, okay, so the the story or that's emerged on Twitter is what's what's that all about? Is that a, an edited um, coughing fit, or is that just a hiccup? Uh, what's going on there? So a lot of people have zoomed in on that, and the debate is raging on both sides. I'm not smart enough to really have a contribution to it. I am told that uh, in Adobe After Effects, there is a way to kind of morph two cuts together. So if you that look at look... the therapeutics, which I'm taking right now. So yeah, yeah. sorry. Guys. So they, you can you can make cuts uh, fused together. I don't know uh, much about that, but that that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so this morning the medical briefing comes out, and we learn that uh, not only was the president given the Regeneron antibody treatment, he was also started on remdesivir. Um, but he was also started today on dexamethasone, which is a corticosteroid used. It's a very high potency corticosteroid, which has been shown to reduce mortality in severe COVID illness by about one third, Mm -hmm. um, 36%. And in moderate COVID illness, it reduced mortality by about 18%. And, uh, what's interesting is we know that it can worsen mild COVID illness. So this is not a treatment that gets started lightly. So the question is, why was the president started on dexamethasone? And there are a number of possibilities. One, he may have uh, a more moderate case of the disease, and therefore this is indicated at this stage because he has low oxygen, he's been oxygen dependent. So therefore, based on the evidence-based algorithms we had, um, dexamethasone might be indicated cases. But this brings up kind of a weird issue because the Regeneron antibodies and remdesivir are meant to be used in the early stages of the illness before the body has mounted its major immune response. So coronavirus, the, the COVID illness kind of happens in two phases. One is the phase of the virus. The virus is growing and it's causing all the problems. And then there's the second phase, and, mo- and you know, lots of people recover from that phase. And then there's the second phase where the immune system comes roaring to life, and a lot of the problems are caused by the immune system hyper response to the coronavirus. And it right. seems to be quite good at, in a lot of cases of provoking that hyperactive response. So he's had two medications that are meant to be used in the early phase of the illness, and he's had the dexamethasone, which is really reserved for people who are in the second phase of the illness. So that raises the question, what's going on? Because as has been pointed out by a lot of medical commentators, he is literally the only person on the planet who has had Regeneron antibodies and remdesivir and dexamethasone. So we are literally in terra incognita. This is here be dragon. Um, So what is the status of his illness? Is it, is it more serious than it's being let on? Is this a case of uh, VI, so-called VIP medicine, where somebody who is a VIP and demanding and is kind of steamrolling their own care and is just demanding everything? Mm-hmm. Give me the antibody. Give me the remdesivir. 
give me the dexamethasone. And he's just steamrolling his doctors, and they're just kind of, like, buckling, because he's their boss. He's their ultimate boss. (laughs) And it's what Um, he does, right? He doesn't listen to other people. He just, he knows what's right. I know, nobody knows more about coronavirus than me, he would say. Yeah, yeah. But he also, his doctors, you know, there have been times where they put their foot down, such Mm -hmm. as, okay, Go to Walter Reed now, or we'll wheel you there in a in a in a wheelchair or on a stretcher when right. uh, you can't walk. Um, and which works because it plays to his vanity, right? Exactly. Sees... So the converse. So, yeah. and one of the things that one of the off the record statements is when he was kind of at that state where things were getting pretty bad in terms of the high fever, the shortness of breath, uh, the rapid heart rate. Um, he was starting to say, "Is this how I go? Am I going to go out?" like Sarah or Chera, which is his real estate buddy from New York who died of coronavirus back in April. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a lot of fear and that can be used as a counterbalance. So if he says this morning he's demanding, say, dexamethasone, his doctors could turn around and say, if he had a mild case, well, Mr. President, your case is mild. Dexamethasone can actually make disease worse in mild cases. And that might be enough for him to go, whoa, okay. Let's hold off on that. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like managing a wild, you know, a Bronco, but you can kind of steer it in certain directions with conversations like that. So my guess is that conversation didn't happen because he's really scared. And my bet is he would have said, uh, OK, maybe not. So that suggests, all right, has he got moderate illness trending towards severe? I mean, if it was severe... Uh, he wouldn't have been able to do his second video, which came out today. Which I've got, yeah, I've got this ready to the, go. Um, he announced, yeah, where he announces his little surprise. This is so weird. We're getting great reports from the doctors. This is an incredible hospital, Walter Reed. The work they do is just absolutely amazing, and I want to thank them all, the nurses, the doctors, everybody here. I've also gotten to meet some of the soldiers and the first responders and what a group. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. And they've been out there for a long time and they've got Trump flags and they love our country. So I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. So perhaps I'll get there before you get to see me. Uh, But I just uh, when I look at the enthusiasm, and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had. Our people that love the job we're doing, we have. So it really does feel like here he's having problems breathing, doesn't it? Like, let me, like right there. Let me back up a bit. Enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had. Our people that Our love the job we're doing, people. we have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. He's stopping so, mid-sentence uh, in order to have to take breaths. It's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it and I understand it. And it's a very interesting thing. And I'm going to be letting you know about it. In the meantime, we love the USA and we love what's happening. Thank you. This fucking asshole. Like, yeah, so so there's a few things interesting going on there. Um, From a clinical point of view, if I'm looking at that guy and I'm assessing his respiration, there's nothing there that jumps out at me as particularly worrisome. So I look at that and I go, you know, that's that's okay. This is a guy who, if he walked into the hospital looking like that, it'd be pretty unlikely that anybody's, you know, red flags are going to go up. Uh, 
Is there a little extra respiratory effort there? Maybe. You know, I think I think you could you could kind of call it either way. But one thing that's interesting is in this video, he's standing, whereas in the the previous video he was sitting. Mm -hmm. He's speaking more rapidly. There's more animation. There's more tone, like like emotional tone, and mm -hmm. and his speech is kind of it's faster. Uh, it's a little more. Uh, there's more rhythm to his speech, and there's more emotional quality in his speech. Mm -hmm compared to yesterday now this is a guy who's just had some dexamethasone and the thing about dexamethasone is even if you're really sick it makes you feel good because it knocks the hell out of your immune system and all that uh, from all the immune inflammatory chemicals and mm. mediators gets temporarily knocked down the disease process that's triggering your immune system is still raging like the forest is still on fire you've just pulled out all the firefighters Right, temporarily. Right. You're and not so, getting choked by all the smoke from all the water going on the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You feel great, and um, in fact, some people who take steroids in hospital feel so great that between 25 percent and one third of the time, individuals can develop psychiatric symptoms from acute use of steroids, and they can develop mania, uh, psychosis, depression, or delirium. Uh, and a lot of people report the phenomenon of feeling that kind of brief euphoria after they start dexamethasone, because for the first time in a long time, they feel good. And it, it's right. good to feel good if you've been feeling sick. Now, you take that good feeling and you superimpose it on a personality style that has a self-concept of invincibility, of invulnerability... And we're off to the races. That's going to feed into his narcissistic view of himself um, and convince him, I have beaten the coronavirus. I am the king of the world. I'm going to go for a ride outside of the hospital and tell everybody and show everybody how good I am. Now, if this happens in a normal hospital setting, immediately the attending physician is on the phone to psychiatry saying, OK, look, I've got a patient in here who's oxygen dependent on um, because they're hypoxic and they're on the coronavirus and we've just started dexamethasone and now they're talking about going for a car ride. They're up, they're walking around and I would say, okay, certify the patient. I'll be right there and I'll assess them because this patient could be developing mania or mm -hmm. this patient could be having a psychological reaction based on their underlying personality style that's going to put them or other people in pretty significant danger. He talks about going and meeting veterans, meeting first responders. This is a guy who's extremely contagious with an airborne illness. He absolutely needs to be in isolation. He does mm -hmm. not need to be walking around talking with sick veterans in the hospital. Okay. So is there grandiosity? Is his speech getting rapid? Is he starting to get manic? Or is, is it just as, grand, just as narcissistic grandiosity? Or is it a mix? And none of those three options are good. Okay, so I guess the question is, is he doing weird things like dancing in his SUV? It's not a great quality video there, but yeah, that's Trump I, going. I, yeah, uh, yeah, you can definitely see the, the ends of his shirt cuffs going. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. This is weird. Like, Trump's never done anything like this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... so when I look at this with kind of my psychiatric eye... And here's a guy who's sick, who's got a, um, a narcissistic personality style and has just been started on dexamethasone. 
this is a guy who's at really high risk of uh, going into a full-blown psychiatric syndrome. Yeah. I mean, just based on what I'm seeing and based on experiences in the hospital with patients who suddenly get into this strange euphoric state after starting steroids. He's waving, he's got his mask. Listen to the crowd cheer. Repeat this. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Yeah. It's only a couple hundred people, but they're screaming like it's a crowd seeing the Beatles. Yeah. It's it's really something. Um, uh, and I got another one here. I can load this one up. This is another angle of the same thing. Uh, or is this the same one? No, I think this is different. Different one. Yeah, this is a different one. Listen to the crowd in this one. They are cheering a man who absolutely fumbled coronavirus response in their country, leading to 214,000 deaths and climbing, 10,000 a week. The man just got infected himself and is leaving the hospital ill, and they're cheering him. We're, we've gone full cult. Like, we've, we keep throwing around the words cult. These are, this is a cult. This is a, this is a plague cult, is, is all I can think yeah, of. Yeah, the SUV looks a lot like the Simpsons episode when the, when the leader comes by and uh, the Simpsons family's all out working in the field and the leader sticks his hand out the window of the SUV. That's right. Yeah, I saw the hand of the leader! <laughs> <laughs> and it's that black kind of stretch SUV. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not, not, it's neither here nor there. So it's, <laughs> So, so looking at like if, if if I'm just kind of assessing this clinically, I'm gonna I'm you know there's mm -hmm. a part of me that's that a lot of alarm bells are ringing. This is a, a situation of really high risk for this individual. Just speaking, if I was a consultant talking to his primary care physician, and mm -hmm. um, I would say you know keep a close eye out. So is he going to develop a decreased need for sleep? Is he going to become agitated? Uh, is this guy going to start doing push-ups by the bedside in the middle of the night to show you how strong he is? Um, so the oh, this continues. Okay, so what is oh, this, this can go so, on and on into full-blown so, mania, like like, like bipolar. Be, like this could yeah. be so, so not just a temporary thing while the drugs in him. This triggers it and he keeps it. Is what you're saying? Like no, he'll keep it as long as he's taking the drug. Oh, but okay. because he's taking it, right? He's getting multiple doses. Right. He'll get more doses tomorrow. And if if this is the birth of a psychiatric syndrome, I mean, we're we're gonna we'll we, we may soon know because there we're everything's coming through the weird um, information filter from the hospital. But that's right. not great. On the one hand, you can say, "Wow, he's doing so well. Walter Reed is taking excellent care of him." Yeah. Um, but this isn't how people respond to when they're getting better with the coronavirus. They're not suddenly going from sitting. And to, to standing and speaking excitedly and taking a car ride and dancing and engaging in behavior that they've just... He's never done that before. No. So this isn't a baseline kind of behavior that we've expected from this guy. Right. So that's one. That's something to watch. That's the thing that really caught my eyes, that dancing video. And there's a few other things that, you know, we're trying to triangulate what's really going on. 
through the little tiny fragments of hints that are getting dropped this morning. So we know that Trump has had a CT scan chest. And what the doctor said was there were some expected findings. He didn't say we had a CT chest and it was normal. Because if it was normal, you shout that from the rooftops. Right. You don't say there were some expected findings. Like, what do you mean expected? You found two, two lungs and a heart? What, <laughs> yeah, what, right. what are you talking about? Um, expected findings that we might see in somebody with moderate coronavirus illness? Um, the other thing he said was he was evasive around his oxygen numbers. And he said it didn't get into the low 80s. Okay. Does that mean it got into the mid-80s? So 85%. And normal oxygen saturation is basically anything above 90. <laughs> or, uh, uh, or uh, did it get into the 60s? Because that's not in the low 80s. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it depends. They're yeah, fucking liars, Rob. Like, they could... Yeah, sure. Uh, although, if, if uh, even, you know, uh, low 60s and the steroid likely wouldn't have been able to provoke that kind of response okay. where he's, like, jumping out of his skin Fair. to get out of... Out of the out of the hospital and go for a little ride down Fair. the street. Yeah. Um. So, my guess is the CT is not normal. Uh, my guess is that his oxygen status is not normal. But I can't tell you anything beyond that. I can tell you that here's a guy with a very fragile personality, um, like very fragile nurse, who is hypoxic, who has a multi-system illness, and is on medications that are known in up to a third of cases, to cause significant neuropsychiatric effects. So, to me, none of this is surprising. The, the whole world is going, what is going on? This right. is so bizarre. And, and the, you, like, this is... it's, bizarre. it's bizarre if you don't have an approach, if you have never right. seen things like this before. And I'm going like, no, this isn't bizarre. This might be a psychiatric emergency in the leader of the free world. Yeah, yeah, holy cow, holy yeah. cow. The guy with the nuke button. And uh, so, how do we get this? Uh, okay, before we go into anything else, then surely there's somebody closer to him that can alert the free world to this. Like uh, this is this is not a like say thing. like say is the vice president in the White House ready to step into the role at any time? Is that the question you're I, asking? Because no, because Pence is heading off on some I, to, to do some rallies. But how would they even know? I guess is the question, right? Like. Like, does anybody at all related, like, around in that orbit anywhere, would they yeah. have this knowledge that you have? Would somebody have told them, hey, this is, by the way, this is a reaction? Because, again, I didn't know, right? So I wouldn't expect right. any non-psychiatrist yeah. to know. Right. So how well, does that any, information yeah. get to them about this? Sure. So anyone who does critical care medicine, and a lot of folks who do emergency medicine, yeah. they're well aware of the fact that corticosteroids can cause psychic side of things. So within the medical world, that's not closely guarded knowledge. That's okay. fairly common. Um, often it's the psychiatrist who comes in and, and, and is the one who says, no, that ain't right. Because um, mm -hmm. we're the ones who see all the cases, right? right, right. Um, whereas say, if you're a critical care doc, this might be something you run into once a month or a couple times a year. Um, there was uh, there's, a, there's a guy I follow on Twitter really closely, an infectious disease doc, Dr. Bob Wachter, who said wow in 35 years i've never seen anything like this and i retweeted it saying oh well this is this is this is common in psychiatry being consulted on cases like this uh because these medications are known to have pretty significant psychiatric side effects in a lot of cases okay and um 
I'm guessing that in that army of doctors standing beside, behind Dr. Conley, there's going to be a respirologist. There's going to be a critical care specialist. And they're going to be people thinking about the fact that, all right, is this just Trump experiencing the euphoria of dexamethasone uh, superimposed on his personality? Or are we truly heading off into uh, a psychiatric syndrome where Trump's reality testing has become impaired mm -hmm. by a psychiatric, an acute psychiatric process, and therefore we need to step in? And you hope behind the scenes, these conversations are constantly happening with his attending physician who is relaying that yes. to the White House chief of staff, who is relaying that to the vice president of the United States. Because um, early on, one of the hypotheses that came out when this announcement came out about Trump being sick was, well, he's faking this. He's he's faking sick to mm -hmm. try and do something to boost his poll numbers, to boost his standing. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I'm not particularly convinced of that hypothesis is because not announced at the same time, like within 30 minutes of that announcement coming out on Twitter, the U.S. Navy had launched five E-6Bs. And the E-6B is basically the flying strategic command and control center. Uh, it's, it's like a flying White House. Okay. You, can, you can conduct uh, and control the entire United States military from one E-6B. And there were five of them in the air. Um, that's sort of sending a message to not to your allies and to your adversaries that the the integrity of the chain of command of the United States government is not impaired. Right. Um, we yeah. are going. We are getting ready for backup plans. Don't test us. Don't try us. Right. So they didn't send out a press release about that, but they went ahead and did it. And it's yeah. all the airplane spotting nerds on on the internet who noticed this. Like who yeah. know you know on the on the uh, the global air traffic control Su sites things like that. Yeah. Uh, surveillance, it, it yeah. Is, yeah, it is the instead of surveillance, <laughs> meaning above watching surveillance from below, we yeah. all it's happening. We, you know, with all this is a total uh, derail. Sorry, we'll get back on it. But yeah. like with smartphones being everywhere, the police have never been watched more closely. And that's part of why right. we're seeing so much of police brutality because it's we're finally able to keep an eye on it. that's called surveillance meaning you know the people actually keeping an eye on, on everything from from below yes. rather than above okay sorry we'll get back on it yeah yeah so that was the first clue to me okay this is real mm -hmm. um because the u.s navy doesn't launch those assets because the u.s navy could easily not launch those assets if this wasn't real if it didn't also yeah. have panic phone calls joint chiefs from yeah. um the White House chief of staff and so forth, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it was. So I think that let me let me interject mm, a bit here, just to, yeah. uh So I think because uh, this is a good time to talk about what I call what we call proportional belief. We've talked about before. I think early on in the announcement that Trump was sick, I think believing that it was a it was fake was a yeah. like going. This is in the in the realm of possibility. Like I got my it's like poker, I got my couple of cards. I think I've got a pretty good hand here. I think I know how this works. But then as more cards come down, like you say, as they launch these six Bs, as we see all the rest of this stuff, it's becoming very clear. No, this is not a good hand anymore. He like this is right. not even though, yes, very often this is a good hand because he's such a fucking liar. So the the hand being it's fake. 
the more evidence you get, it's like, no, this is bad. We better fold. He's not faking anymore. I, I agree with you. Like it's yeah. like, especially with, with as now that you're pointing out like his, his manic behavior, like I didn't understand the relevance of the dancing when we were mm. looking at it earlier in, in the, the notes. So I was like, all right, sure. We'll look at the dancing. But now that you point that out as being that side effect from, from this uh, treatment. Or potentially. Result, yeah. Potentially. That's certainly yeah. something that has to be, a candidate hypothesis like yeah. what do you mean this guy wants to visit sick veterans what do you mean this guy wants to go out and go for a ride among his adoring fans like at some point like if, if you're the attending physician mm-hmm. the wtf alarm has to go off in your head and also knowing trump probably putting out the word to get some porn stars to sign some contracts because he's feeling so i'm pumped let's let's get the sex workers in here come on i want to meet people yeah, this is only the leading edge of what we're seeing. Yeah. So circling back to the fact that he starts dexamethasone Saturday, a lot. Now this kind of takes us off into another major thread. Right. To get into the severe symptomatic phase of the coronavirus, that normally happens in around day seven to ten. So Trump announces Thursday at midnight that he's got the coronavirus, and by Sunday morning <laughs> he's already on. Uh, steroids. Well, it doesn't make sense that he would have got that sick that fast if that was his first positive <laughs> test. Yeah. So once that started getting probed on, um, we found out first the first clue that he may have been sick longer than he's let on is when his physician said, okay, he's now 72 hours post positive and this is what's going on. And everyone's like, 72 hours he's only been in the hospital since last night like this is saturday morning so are you saying that since wednesday morning he was sick and he tried to reel that back and he issued a note saying no no i meant what i meant was this is the third day of his illness and it's kind of like well okay technically thursday friday saturday um but 72 hours tends to that has a different kind of a meaning to it than the third day of his illness right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and and now there's information coming out well um that there was a a major super spreading event that happened at the white house eight days ago at the rose garden reception when amy comey uh, uh comey barrett Barrett Comey, uh, ACB, ACB, um, was being kind of introduced as a candidate for the Supreme Court. And there are all kinds of photographs of this, of um, nobody's wearing a mask, everybody's close together, and there have been so many direct infections linked to that event that happened eight days ago already. So is that where Trump got infected? Um... There's, there's kind of two schools of thought. One, he either got infected there, or he was the super spreader. Yeah. Getting everybody else sick, and he already had gotten sick somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, the other clue was that Thursday was uh, when Hope Hicks, one of his close assistants, started getting symptomatic, and that news came out. And then suddenly, a couple of hours later, Trump announces that he's got a positive coronavirus test. So a lot of questions have arisen, because... Um, so Kellyanne, was it, sorry, was it was it Hope Hicks was announced first, and then yeah. Trump? Then he announces after midnight in so his I time zone. I wonder if he knew for a long time. 
But then once she announced, maybe without his, maybe she found out and then just told people without checking with him first. Yeah. And, and like that, again, it's a potential, like, it's like poker hands. We don't know exactly what's going on, but I could right. totally see him just not at all telling anybody and deciding yeah. never to tell anybody, which then, right. of course, gets his assistant infected. And the assistant then goes, oh, I better tell everybody because I'm not a piece of shit like Trump. Tells everybody and Trump goes, well, there's no way I can hide it now. My fucking, my assistant yeah. has it. So I, now I better tell everybody. So he's got to spin it. And the thing that's interesting, and uh, now if, if so, if that's the case, if he got infected there or around that time, yeah. it now makes sense that he's at around day seven, day eight, when he mm -hmm. should be in the clinically active phase of the disease. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Okay, now he's oxygen dependent. His oxygen levels are dropping. He's got a fever, chills, and maybe they start. So and so they start on in in, in the hope of things. Um, they mm -hmm. start him Friday on the antiviral medications, but then by Sunday, they're already realizing, okay, this is a more serious case. And when you do the backdating to the, the Rose Garden event, and by the way, 27 cases have now been identified linked back to that event, not yeah. only at that event itself, but from the debate. So uh, there, I think so far... Of the 27, 11 people are staff who were kind of associated debate administrative staff at the Cleveland Clinic um, auditorium where the where the debate happened. Oh, that link didn't post. So uh, sorry, I posted a link in the in the chat there. This is to this tracker this guy's got. Make sure to copy the rest of that link there. It looks like it didn't all turn into a link for some reason. It didn't get parsed right. Uh, this is actually here. I'll, let me share what the link shows. I'll screen share this, Rob. Uh, there we go. This is that tracker. Right. Uh, so there, there, are, there are two aspects, at least to the super spreading event, because all these debate prep staff, they wouldn't have been at the Rose Garden last Saturday. So there was an, a spreading event at the Rose Garden, and then there was a spreading event at the debate. So by this time, individuals are actively infected. And there's a couple of other interesting things that people have noted at the debate. First of all, uh, at the end of the debate, when the spouses come up to greet the candidates, um, Melania Trump, first lady, was noticed to have been, she was wearing a mask the whole night. Uh, she didn't take it off, even though the rest of the Trump family took their masks off. And she didn't touch the president when she went up on the stage. And, you know, there's been a lot of like, ha-ha, jokes around that because there have been lots of times where she's like slapped away his hand or this or that but she like really was distancing herself from him mm -hmm. at the debate and everyone's like well that's kind of interesting uh but initially we you know everybody sort of laughs it off but now is, is there a more ominous meeting did he already know that he was positive at the debate did he already know he was positive when he went out thursday and did a bunch of rallies I think he did two or three events on Thursday. Um, has Joe Biden been exposed to the coronavirus? Was he exposed at the debate where for 90 minutes mm -hmm. he's at a lectern and he's got um, super spreader one coughing and shouting at him for an hour and a half? Maybe. I don't know. 
one thing that's really interesting is the CDC assembled like a crack contact and trace team, which is completely appropriate when there's an outbreak affecting the highest levels of the federal government to try and get this contact trace and get a lid on it. Mm-hmm. The White House never contacted the team. The White House isn't doing its own contact tracing either. So the contact tracing data that's in, available is coming, again, from surveillance, from individuals mm-hmm. who are getting track of, okay, who was where, when, who has announced that they're positive, mm-hmm. what are the potential um, vectors of risk from those cases. Mm-hmm. So Friday morning, Joe Biden says, I'm not positive, right? I had a test, it's negative. It's too early. He wouldn't have serial converted yet. Right. We're gonna wait we haven't heard any updates. Or, like five days or so, I think. Yeah, 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 around, yeah, around five. So, um, I mean, I hope he stays now. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the beautiful irony, and this is the, the title of this episode, the biggest mask I've ever seen, is that was an, ins- an attempt at an insult at the debate from Trump towards the challenger talking about oh, Biden. He wears a mask. He's 200 feet pe- uh, away from people and he's wearing a mask. It's the biggest mask I've ever seen. Meanwhile, those words were potentially being uttered by the president who knew at that time that he was sick with the coronavirus mm-hmm. and was exposing the entire debate hall. At the start of the debate, he shook Chris Wallace's hand and had a brief conversation with him up close. If I was Chris Wallace, I would be the angriest journalist in American journalism right now. He's pretty angry uh, right now. Let's show that he, video. <laughs> he's pretty angry. Yeah, if you've got that video, let's show it. I do have it ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whoops, wrong. I, sorry, I full screened the wrong. There he is. Yeah. So there's, there this, is Chris, this is Chris Wallace as fiery... As fiery as Chris Wallace gets. I mean, I guess. Fox is obtaining an exclusive interview with Dr. Scott Atlas, who you know is a special advisor on coronavirus to President Trump. Um, He has just given this interview, and he said that he expects the president and the first lady to make a, quote, complete, full, and rapid recovery after the two tested positive. He says that there is, quote, zero reason to panic. Again, this is an exclusive interview to Fox. Um, He said... I would agree that there's zero reason to panic because if anything terrible happens to Donald Trump, that'd be fine. Uh, this is very difficult to avoid talking yes. about the virus itself and then said it is no surprise that people get the infection even with precautions. I anticipate a complete and full and rapid recovery back to normal after his necessary confinement period. I anticipate he will be back on the road in full swing. He ultimately said he is a very, very healthy guy. And the overwhelming majority of people, even at his age, do fine with this. He is very healthy, and so I anticipate the same for him. That's Dr. Scott here, Atlas, Chris. Here comes Chris. Well, well, I'm going to say something. And, uh, I, folks, I'm just trying to give you the truth. Dr. Scott Atlas is not an epidemiologist, is not uh, an infectious disease specialist. He has no training in this area at all. Uh, There are a number of top people on the president's coronavirus task force who have had grave concerns about Scott Atlas and his scientific bona fides. Uh, I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback from this. I very much hope everything he says is true. One, he can't know because the president is just in the earliest stages of this. And two, uh, you know, I understand the desire of the White House and its political people to, uh, to try to talk this down, and I'm not certainly trying to talk it up, and I hope and pray the president is fine, yeah. but 
again, follow the scientists. Listen to people like Anthony Fauci. Listen to people like Deborah Burks, who have been largely cut off. Listen to the independent people who do not have a political axe to grind. And I frankly don't think Scott Atlas is one of those people. And we hope that. That's as sick a uh, burn as you'll ever get from uh, Chris Wallace, that, I think. That, that is the longest-winded, that guy's full of shit I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> that guy's full and, of shit. And, uh, and uh, just no woo ads in the chat, and this is good information that I didn't have. Biden has been releasing all his test results, three or four negative results so far, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tiny Soprano adds, Joe Biden tested negative today. Uh, we're, I mean, we're glad to hear that. Um, five days, so... We're still not quite at the point where we should be, if, if you ah. got it, right? So. And, uh, okay, question pops up from the chat, chat from Nowu. Trump's doctor is an osteopathic doctor. Does Dr. Rob know how different an American osteopathic doctor is from a standard medical doctor? How close to a chiropractor? <laughs> uh, historically, in the U.S., there are differences between MDs and DOs. Um, those is, two... Is, so MD is a medical uh, doctor and a medical, DO is... Yeah, doctor of medicine, DO is doctor of osteopathy. Osteopathy, and, okay. Um, so historically, they come from different perspectives, but uh, within the U.S., osteopaths are rigorously scientifically trained, um, evidence-based. Uh, schools of osteopathy are within the faculties of science and medicine at larger universities, okay. unlike chiropractic, which are standalone colleges. Um, osteopaths, when they graduate, are fully qualified to go into any um, training field in, um, it, like, any, they can go into any residency. So th- okay. they can become emergency physicians, uh, critical care doctors, psychiatrists, physiatrists. Can you give us, a, like, what's a, what's a brief explanation of how they differ, how the two schools, I guess, differ? Right. So, I mean, the original theory of osteopathy was that disease... It, so there's some overlap with chiropractic. So uh, osteo referring to, to bone and pathy referring to sickness. And so a theory relating to uh, joints being out of alignment, being a source of sickness and disease, and um, therefore an emphasis in osteopathy is straighten out those joints and everything will get better. Um, this was kind of back in the wild days of the 19th century when, you know, mm. medicine was just barely discovering that there was this thing called science and we really better get on board with that if we want to get back past uh the idea of humors you know finally there were doctors who were looking down the barrels of microscopes and seeing cells and seeing how they were abnormal in sickness uh there were doctors who were saying hey wow if you wash your hands before you do surgery the patient does better so um, medicine probably kind of crawled out of the slime first. I think osteopathy came along maybe a little later, but has okay. fully caught up. And meanwhile, chiropractic chiropractic's is, over in the over in the slime like lo- a puddle. Whee! Yeah, it's that. I mean, there are some evidence-based chiropractors. Um, so it's starting. It's okay. got maybe one arm up out of the swamp. <laughs> right. um, and that's that's struggling, but they got a lot of catching up to do. Naturopathy is lost. Um, homeopathy uh doesn't even know it's in a swamp yeah. uh you know it's like that that's just air i'm breathing yeah. um so that, that's basically kind of in it that's kind of an in a nutshell difference there are some subtle differences in emphasis and training so osteopaths may have a more interest in a kind of a holistic approach okay. they do have maintain an interest in joint health so lots of osteopaths tend to go into fields like 
uh, orthopedic surgery. Mm. Uh, they may be more interested in physical medicine and rehabilitation. Uh, so they okay. tend to have a rehabilitative holistic approach, but otherwise it's largely Still in science. line with yeah. a medical degree. Yeah, okay. it's a science-based, uh, okay. evidence-based degree. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, hey, oh. No, oh, yeah, I, sorry. I have a question. So we, we talked about the, 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 that uh, Trump is on a cocktail of a whole bunch of stuff. Does yes. that include the zombie drug hydroxychloroquine? Well, it does not. At no point has the president been started on hydroxychloroquine. Talked, talked it up constantly. Yeah, talked it up constantly. But when push came to shove, when the actual shit was hitting the actual fan, mm -hmm. he wanted nothing to do with fish tank cleaner. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that screaming, adoring fans all camped out outside of Walter Reed Hospital. Yeah. Your dear leader isn't taking hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. The drug that he pushed on all of you for months. Let's see. What else have we got to cover? Jesus, we got so much to cover about this. It's, it's a single so topic. fun. It's been yeah. an hour. So, well, let's do the. Let's touch on the fake photo op very briefly, I guess. Oh man, this is beautiful. Yeah. So this again, if you're kind of accumulating evidence, like is he faking sick or is he faking well? Let's have a look at these photos which are really fantastic and what's the you know there's a few things fantastic about them once once they're up we can kind of talk about them so um here's a photo of uh the president in a brown paneled room um looking at some files signing some documents and um then there's a second photo wow here he is in another office it's a uh, white panel he's got his jacket on uh, and a few people have noticed some things about these photographs. These are photos released by the White House of the president at work, hard at work, in the presidential suite of the Walter Reed Hospital. Well, first of all, it's the same set of file folders, the same binder, the same Sharpie, and the same piece of paper in both. Uh, Joe's trying to zoom in here. He might be able why, to. I don't know. I don't know why it's not but, working, but... Uh, some uh, some folks have got a hold of high res copies of this, and what he's what that is that is literally a blank sheet of paper, and he's signing his name on it with a sharpie. Other sharp observers have noticed that the metadata on these two photos is only ten minutes apart. So yeah, you can you can see it there. That's a blank piece of paper, um, and that's just his signature on a blank piece of paper. With mm -hmm. a big Sharpie. Uh, <laughs> this isn't quite Sharpie Gate, where he was using a Sharpie to reroute the path of a hurricane. <laughs> but it's it's of a piece with Sharpie Gate. Um, and these two photos were staged only 10 minutes apart with the same props. In just two different rooms. So, uh, for those who don't know, uh, photos taken with digital cameras, including your smartphones, will tend to save what's called EXIF data. And it's just metadata about the photo. It depends on your device about what it stores exactly. But it almost definitely includes the date and time. And so that, unless you run it through some kind of filter to strip out the EXIF data, when you share a JPEG off your digital device, it's probably going to have the date on it uh, in the EXIF data. And this, these are, yeah, these are 10 minutes. This was at 5.25 p.m. And this was at 5.35 p.m. So they shot this, and then they moved him to another place and took off his jacket and shot this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so... It's just so beautiful. 
um, uh, how not to do disinformation, right? Um, but that's just just it's just been the approach for the last four years. Nobody should be surprised anymore what what disinformation and misinformation look like. And so in those photos, clearly they're staged to show him as healthy and well. And again, so that kind of lends more support to, all right, is he trying to fake sick or is he trying to fake well? Mm -hmm. And I think it's increasing evidence that this is a guy who is trying to fake wellness and appear as healthy and well as uh, instead of trying to look sick to try and get sympathy and bolster the poll number. Yeah, it absolutely, of course, it doesn't hurt that this is taking uh, views and, and thought away from his massive tax release uh, problems that happened earlier in the week. Like, that was Monday. Can you believe that? Monday, we Monday. get this evidence, this dump of massive tax fraud. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, years of paying no federal tax. Two years in the White House of only yeah. paying $750 a year of uh, federal uh, tax a seventy thousand dollar deduction for his hair for his hair and let me tell you something if your hair looks like that and it costs you seventy thousand dollars get a refund yeah like oh my god yeah. you spend 70 grand yeah on that? and and like not just that but also the response from again i have friends who are fairly right leaning uh, american friends uh, i've scared off most of the like asshole and, and definitely all the Trump supporter ones. But I have some right-leaning uh, friends from the United States who then they have friends who are Trump fans. Like just, this is how I interact with, with Trump fans that I know are real people, is they're literally friends of some of my friends in America that I know through the internet. And watching those friends of my friends just do absolute contortions to excuse that that tax news like like the whole oh well i don't want to pay any more tax than i'm i'm legally than i legally have to right like celebrating that this wealthy fuck paid seven no more than 750 dollars in taxes while they're complaining that they themselves pay too much as working class people do you not you just they didn't they don't i just it's it so close they're so close i yeah they're so and, close <laughs> and one guy said i don't i don't even care about morality of the morality of it he like literally out loud said it and i said so you're the bad guys you admit that you're the bad guys and he just he said if you don't like it leave the country and i said i'm <laughs> i said i'm i'm canadian and i live in canada but thanks for completely avoiding me pointing out that you're the bad guy. I guess you're just admitting that I'm right. <laughs> and then it just became, he said, oh, Canada, why don't you enjoy some of those free psychiatric drugs while you're there? And I went, I, I, I could if I needed that. Thanks for pointing out I live in a decent civilized, you're just so, like Trump fans are, they're just, their brains are twisted. They're right, twisted. Right. The misinformation, like it's not, I don't even know, the guy wasn't born that dumb. Somebody reprogrammed his brain to be that broken. Yeah, Freud called it the kettle argument. And and based on a, a sort of, a, and he tells a little tale, like, yeah, um, your kettle, I couldn't have broken your kettle because the kettle was already broken 
when you loaned it to me, and besides, I never borrowed it in the first place. Right. You just throw a whole bunch of yeah. counter-arguments, whether they're internally consistent or consistent with reality or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, just just... A, it's a kettle. I know, Ischemio, uh, when someone's insult is, hey, remember how you have socialized medicine that's helpful? You I didn't. I just, I like literally, I publicly point out that I'm backing away slowly. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> uh, I've, yeah. Like I've, I've left that thread and it's just full of people just, like it's not just that one guy who engaged me. Like there are, on my friend, who again, my friend is like, is quite right wing. He votes Republican typically, but he knows that Trump is garbage. So he okay. posts decent questions. He's like, so if this is true, friends of mine who are still Trump supporters, don't you think that like if the thing about Trump's taxes is true, don't you think that that's wrong? I think is what he asked. And they just threw up all sorts of stuff about how not just them saying it's not, even though he said, look, if it is hypothetically. They and yeah. they just refuse to admit it. They even they say right. even if it is well, even if it is I don't care about morality. Even if it is I don't want to pay any more taxes. Than it. Like it was just the ultimate excuse fest of just people pointing out how they're stuck supporting a grifter. That's what he is. He's a grifter. Right. Jesus. Uh, let's move on. I'm sorry. We we, we sure. sidetracked. So we'll get back on track here. Um, Where are we at? Trump campaign <laughs> after getting infected still mocks Biden's mask. Oh, yeah, that's like, wow, absolutely amazing. And there's a bit of video on that, too, if we have it. Is that um, is that on that that link? Let me. Uh, yeah, I think I think that link is a, is a video on Fox News. Oh, here we go. Yeah. OK, let's let's uh, let me share this. I haven't even, I haven't even watched this. So this will be this will be Joe. Joe reacts to R.E.A.X. To, uh, but more oh, this is ABC. We've all seen the rallies without the mask, the Rose Garden event without the mask. The president's family refused to wear masks at the debate, and the president seemed pretty proud of that at Tuesday's debate. Let's listen. I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking 200 feet away from it. He shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. And I'll have 25, 35,000 people show up at airports. We use airports. Are you not hangers. worried about we the have disease a lot of people. Issues, well, so far, we have had no problem whatsoever. We've had no negative effect. And we've well, had 35,000 <laughs> people who want to hit these rallies. Hasn't the Cavalier approach to mask and social distancing at these rallies been a mistake? Will it yes. change going forward? Uh, again, I'll push back on that and say it hasn't been uh, cavalier at all. We take it very seriously. It's why we give everyone coming to rallies or to events, we give them a mask. We check their temperature. You know, I'd say mm -hmm. that with regard to Joe Biden, I think too often he's used the... Hold on. Is that true? Like no. they're, they're, they're <laughs> saying shit about masks while giving out masks? That seems like you, bullshit to me. It's I'll tell either. you what they do. They hand out releases absolving them of yeah. any harm if you should get coronavirus at the rally. They started yeah. doing that in Tulsa. So as a journalist, I would go, no, you don't. <laughs> like... But I hope he mask does. As a prop, uh, mask is very important. But even if he's, uh, he could be uh, 20, 30 feet away from the nearest person and still have the mask on. Uh, it's because it's airborne. Anything uh, that's out there, but also we've seen with. Uh, it's also because you don't want to put it on, and take it off, and 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 put it on, and take it. Oh, you're close to me. Or you're far away from me. Or you're this uh, fucking. With keep... Joe Biden, I mean, we can't all just stay in our basement for the rest of our lives. We have to get. Hey, but uh, but I totally could. I could. 
get out yeah, there. Be live lives. He's he's right that we can't all, but I totally could. Take this on, <laughs> develop the vaccine, develop more therapeutics, and defeat it. Americans, George, want to get life back to normal. That is the driving thing that everyone's lives right now. They want to get life back to normal. You can't just stay hidden in your basement the entire time. So Trump is literally hypoxic in a hospital on therapy for moderate to severe coronavirus illness. But Joe Biden's mask is a prop. It's a prop. And he's and he can you believe that he wears it like even when he's far away from people? He doesn't. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? He wears it in accordance with good scientific evidence, which I, suggests <laughs> that the virus is carried in, in particles that are, are carried along the air. Yeah. Wow. Uh, shocking. So uh, next next news we've got is uh, I've entitled it. Guess who's positive? Uh, or look who's positive. Uh, look who's positive. That's that's the new uh, the new fun movie coming out. So this is not a this is not what do we call it a complete roundup, but this is just some of the names. Uh, Hope Hicks, which is the former White House communications director, uh, was the first to confirm her diagnosis on Thursday. Uh, yeah. Both the president and Melania Trump uh, have announced that they're positive. Uh, Bill Stepien, who's been managing Trump's reelection campaign, uh, got his. Positive test on Friday night, a campaign spokesperson confirmed for Associated Press. Kellyanne Conway, former White House counselor Kellyanne Conway, announced her diagnosis late Friday. Uh, in a tweet, she stated her symptoms were, quote, mild, but she was feeling fine. Uh, again, it's pr probably pretty early, so. Interesting backstory on that one. She wasn't going to announce anything, but her daughter outed her on TikTok. Yeah. Saying, her... mom's coughing a lot. Uh, her daughter I think mom's is... Got the... Yeah, her daughter is also has announced that her daughter is is positive. Yeah, she announced today so, that she's yeah. positive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Lee, Republican Utah Senator Mike Lee said he'd been quarantined for the next 10 days and working from home after he received a positive test for novel coronavirus on Friday. Uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who was at the Rose Garden event that we talked about, was seen interacting in close proximity to several people, tweeted Saturday that he himself has checked himself into Morristown Medical Center in New Jersey after testing uh, positive. Yeah, so stop there. Yeah. So... Uh, if you have a severe substance use problem and you want help with it, you can check yourself into rehab. If you have a potentially deadly infectious respiratory illness, you don't check yourself into the hospital. That's not a thing. I can't believe that that actually got any time at all on CNN and got spread as a serious hypothesis. Medical Twitter went insane yesterday when Chris Christie somehow managed to pass this off through a CNN reporter that he had checked himself checked into the himself hospital. In, yeah. Yeah. Chris Christie is known to have asthma. So he has a, a potentially, that's one of the really bad things you don't want to have if you get the coronavirus. I had childhood asthma and it occasionally comes back myself. Yeah. Uh, so I get it. you get admitted to the hospital if your illness is severe enough to warrant hospital observation and treatment. You don't get to show up and say, Hi, I've got this highly infectious illness. Can I chill here for a while? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? You, what have the hospitals been doing? They've been sending people home, mm -hmm. quarantine, isolated home. If you develop uh, fever or if you develop shortness of breath or your oxygen saturation drops, then you need to get back here. We need to bring you to the hospital. So if he is in the hospital, doesn't that mean that means it's bad then? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I got you. That's that implies saying. that if you're in the hospital, you need hospitalization. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Republican North Carolina Senator Tom Tillis said his COVID-19 test came back positive on Friday night and tweeted that he was feeling fine and had no symptoms. But by the next day, Tillis said he had mild symptoms. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, it can get worse. Uh, Republican Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson announced on Saturday morning that he tested positive for the coronavirus and was asymptomatic. So far, I'm going to add myself. Uh, is it Rona or Rona? She's got two ends in there. I think it's Rona. But there's R-O-N-N-A. Rona McDaniel. Republican National Committee Chair confirmed her positive diagnosis on Friday after getting tested for the virus on Wednesday. She was last seen with Trump at a fundraiser on September 25th. She flew home to her. She flew to her home in Michigan the next day and received her positive result. Uh, she's been at her home since Saturday. Uh, mm -hmm. University of Notre Dame President Reverend John Jenkins was one of many guests who had attended the Rose Garden nomination ceremony and announced his positive test results for the coronavirus on Friday. Uh, and Nicholas Luna, who is Trump's personal aide, tested positive after having traveled with him several times recently, a White House official said Saturday night. So that's uh, those Whew. are the significant ones. There's quite a few more, apparently. Oh, yeah. So there's White House staff who are sick, who we don't know the names of. There are the people who are involved in the debate preparations who we don't know the names of. Um, and and who knows who else, right, is, yeah. is really going to get sick from this. Who knows who else is going to get sick from that very large rose garden party this is just so far and this is early days right you know they're going to be more names coming out uh in the days ahead mm -hmm. and um it's just it's just absolutely fascinating and one of the reactions is oh interesting how this is only affecting republicans hmm uh, so people are, are trying to spin this as if it's some kind of democratic operation some sort of secret you know, infect the GOP operation. Put on masks, wash your hands, stay apart, stay out of indoor spaces unless you need to. If you have to go in there, make sure they're ventilated or there's good HEPA filtration systems. This is the same message. This is the same message. It is science, but it ain't rocket science. Mm -hmm. This is how you keep safe. Yeah. One U.S. party has decided to ally itself with science. One has not. And the bill has come in. Yeah, the looking the, to be a potentially very expensive bill. The plot to infect the Republicans was courtesy of the Republicans ignoring the scientific advice. That's what it was. I mean, we pointed this out the whole time. We kept like if you look back over these shows, we would say, look at all these Republicans. All it's going to take is somebody to be infected to show up at one of these events and it's going to turn into a super spreader. And all of a sudden, all the Republicans are going to have this virus and then the shit's going to hit the fan and who knows what's going to happen. And now we're at that fucking point. Like it's now so there. it's so it is such it is the curse of foresight that we have, like that we like somehow have the ability to go, hey, if you keep doing this, you're going to lead to this fairly likely likely outcome. You should stop doing that. And they go, bah, whatever. And then yeah, when yeah, it happens, yeah. then they blame the people with foresight for it happening. Who is the, there was a, now I'm reminded, uh, I can't think of her name, but she's a character from Greek mythology who was blessed with foresight, but cursed with never being believed. Oh, uh, was that, was that Cassandra? Cassandra, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, maybe, maybe. Can someone help us out? Nobu says Cassandra. I'll take that as confirmation. So that's the curse of being a Cassandra. We, uh, we all, we share in this Cassandra curse, as do you, our loyal audience. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, all you can do is get the information out, combat the bad information, and try your best to um, stay sane and to survive.
So what's next? What's next? Uh, where are we at? I, I we're fairly far far down in the document. Uh, yeah. Kelly and Conway's daughter tests. We got the kitchen sink. We've already kind of looked at that. Should yep. we just end it up and do the good stuff, which ended up we didn't even think it was going to be the good stuff, and end the show? Do we have anything else that you'd like to talk to before we go on to? No, we didn't. Uh, there was that one tweet I send you sent you the the very last thing I sent you. Um, I don't know if we if that's our closer. I think it's a good closer. We can we can we can end on that. But oh, the tragedy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I think is a really nice kind of out. Uh, so we'll save that for a few minutes. So yeah, so what's our our good? What stuff? is our good news here, Joe? I help us like out. This. So there's a, a town in Romania, uh, Divaselu, Romania. Uh, they had their recent municipal elections for the new mayor, uh, and run in the running was 57 year old Ion Alaman, who was their current mayor, uh, member of the Social Democrat Party, uh, beloved figure. Uh, Ten days before the election, however, he died of COVID-19. So, uh, but you might be asking, why is this our good stuff story? Uh, it turns out uh, his death came too late to remove his name from the Sunday from Sunday's ballot. Uh, the news of his passing spread fast through the village, which is home to just over 3,000 people. To honor the man they admired, hundreds of Devaselu villagers went to the polling station Sunday and voted for Alaman anyway. After preliminary election results showed late Sunday that Alleman had won 1,057 of the 1,600 votes cast in Devicello, a large group of villagers visited his grave to light candles and pay their respects. A video shared widely on social media showed people with flashlights and candles gathered around Alleman's grave, some of them saying, this is your victory, we will make you proud. We know that from somewhere up there you're watching. I should, let's, we didn't even find the video. Uh, uh, Let's... Is it at is it at the uh, the boing boing link? No, sadly. That is sweet and sad, isn't it? Syndicwilt uh, uh, comments. It is. It's sweet and sad. I. It's very nice that you know social democrat to me tends to mean mayor who actually gives a crap about doing his job right. Like that's that when I find out you're a social democrat. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I can't, sorry, I can't real quickly find that, but that's sweet. So let's, uh, but here is the bittersweet pill at the very end. Let me just, uh, just. And before we go back into the full bitter. Well, the tragedy is that we are all locked in that car with Trump. I think that's true. I think there's a reason we have to keep watching this story because our fate rides with that man's fate like it or not this is the most powerful country in the world not uh, with with the largest nuclear arsenal uh the largest economic influence a lot of that's been squandered and poisoned but um this is still a very big burly powerful oh yeah nation that you know like like uh, pierre trudeau the father of justin trudeau uh, said when asked about why Canadians were so interested in American politics, he said, "You know, it's like it's like the mouse sleeping with the elephant. Every twitch and grunt of the beast we feel." Yeah, and it's and it's not just those things that you you know the nuclear arsenal or anything like that. Like the misinformation from America has leaked over the the borders here in this country. Like the wildfire smoke has leaked over the border. The wildfire smoke has 
but there are MAGA heads in Canada. There are tr- there are people we've mentioned this before. Yeah. There are people in Canada yeah. who think Trump should be Prime Minister of Canada. No, thank you. It's just a, to me. It's just a testament of the power of propaganda and bullshit. Like, uh, uh, Syndic Wilt mentions the hugs not masks crowd who we've discussed previously. Hugs not masks crowd. They're Canadian. No, yeah. No woo. U.S. military budget exceeds the next twelve or so nations combined. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we are all riding in that car with Trump. Yeah. Now I. I mean I feel a lot more empathy for the Secret Service agents who were literally riding in that car with Trump. They didn't, you know, they sign up to take a bullet for the president if necessary. Yeah. They didn't sign up to expose himself to a virus when not necessary. Yeah. So there's some pretty bitter folks, I have to imagine. Yeah. Their mouth shut about what they think. Imagine being the guy who goes, that's his, that's that's your life story, is you're the guy who you, you work super hard, you become a total badass, you become totally respected and trusted, so much right. so that you get hired to be literally the personal bodyguard of the President of the United States, and then you catch coronavirus from him and you die. That's your story. That's your fucking story. That That's is... going to be somebody's story out of this uh, this super spreading event because you know we're at twenty seven disclosed infections. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that there's going to be a lot more infections than the ones that are detected, and yeah. we know that there are people who are going to avoid disclosing if they can. And there's yeah. some yeah, there's some off the record reporting that Trump even was directing his aides not to disclose. Yeah, suggesting again that Trump knew a lot earlier and was probably just hoping to ride it out as an asymptomatic himself as an asymptomatic case and not have to disclose. Yeah, and we're hearing we're hearing all about the, a week. we're hearing a lot of the big names of the people, but like for all of the big names that he's contacted with, I can only imagine the little people that are constantly in contact with him because of their right. jobs that yep are probably already infected and and didn't know it and they've infected didn't know a bunch of spreading to their families and, right yeah. you know the people in the the White House who do the cooking who do the laundry who do the housekeeping right yeah. uh, there's a there's an army of staff that keeps that that thing operating and humming and uh we haven't heard about we don't know their stories but there are definitely stories out there and some of them are are going to be pretty tragic yeah yeah but here's hoping to me i think uh the the biggest thing to worry about though right now is is what you're talking about is like bringing it back to i think our main story and i think the main reveal is that side effect of the drug that he's taking that's making him manic and potentially potentially yeah to very very bad uh, results like if he thinks he's king of the world, what's it take for him to press a button to launch? Yeah. What happens if he? What happens if that he starts? He literally starts to believe delusionally that's, yeah, he's that's, king of the world. Yeah, yeah. Because that's where grandi- that's where grandiosity can go. What is the? And for that, I think we need to have somebody who's an expert on how all of this American politics works. Like, what do you do when your president loses their mind? Yeah, I mean, they have their 25th Amendment, but nobody seems to be particularly concerned about relieving him of power because of medical reasons. Yeah. And then passing, even temporarily, passing the duties to to Mike Pence. Like you, you you know, there's no way Trump is going to voluntarily relinquish that. Yeah. Yeah. But previously, presidents who have needed operations, for instance, will temporarily relinquish the office while they're under the knife. Right. And then it it flows back. But uh, no, no. That has not been part of this conversation. I, I've, I've, I've mentioned this movie a few times, but I finally do. Re- we really need to rewatch it, which is the madness of King George. 
right? Because it's. Uh, do you remember that movie, The Madness of King George? I don't it, think I've seen it. It was uh, so. It's about King George. Uh, I believe was there. So he basically was, you know, king of England, and yeah. at a point in his life, just lost his mind. There, I think they there's a bunch of theories about it i think at one point they thought maybe it was syphilis or something like that and it had gotten to into his head but now there's mm-hmm. i think wikipedia's got another hypothesis that i can't remember what it was but okay. he just lost it and just started doing the wildest and weirdest things and the movie literally has him starting to do this and all the people who are you know the servants of the king and and his ministers and stuff are well, I guess we'd better do it. And because he's King George, who's known for being very stern, you had to do what he said. Now he's very being very stern and you have to do what he says, but he's out of his mind. Right. Uh, and so there's a lot of political machinations to get his son back into power and stuff like that. Uh, spoiler alert, he ended up getting over whatever it was, so he came back <laughs> and was fine. But for this brief period, just... Bleh. And we're now into that, except there's a nuclear death button attached to the guy. Yep. Yep. Good times ahead. Good times ahead. So on that note, that's all I've got. This, uh, uh, thanks everyone for sticking with us. There was a lot to get through. It's really interesting. The story is still unfolding. We'll probably have Mm -hmm. a lot more to update you on about this next week. Um, And so I'll just keep obsessively doom scrolling Twitter, uh, Mm -hmm. as I have been try and stay on top of this story um so that you don't have to unless you want to in which case uh, go ahead uh, thanks again yes thanks bc humanist association for um making this show in part possible and uh i think uh what is it we say at the uh, end spread the word not the virus spread the word not the virus Cinderquilt mentions death of stalin we haven't hit that point yet that might happen <laughs> huh because yeah. Or weekend at Bernie's if you want to if you want the light take wouldn't, wouldn't be a terrible outcome honestly yeah and it looks like I'm in the chat I've been summoned to dinner <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll so see on you that later. note we're thanks, out of here thanks everybody we'll thanks for watching week. bye. Bye-bye.